That's Johnny Cash with the Tom Petty cover, I Won't Back Down. More than 5 million people over the age of 25 don't have a will, and 5 million's a lot, but even more than that, know someone who's been embroiled in a really unpleasant family row because a will hadn't been made. Cricket legend Justin Langer's with me today to tell us why we should have a will. Hi, Justin. Hi, Gillian. How are you? Yes, I'm well. Thanks for joining us. It's nine. You know what? It's the first time. This might sound a really sad thing, but I can understand why people love Johnny Cash. Really, I love Johnny Cash. He's so what cool. What a voice I've just listened to. <laughs> Brilliant. He's he is he's astonishing. I don't think he can he can do wrong. You have to uh, listen to Folsom Prison Blues. Stunning. Beautiful. That's get, on my list. I'm <laughs> writing it down as we speak. Excellent. Have you got a tip on the tennis? No, my tip is don't write off Leighton Hewitt, um, particularly with it being Australia Day tomorrow. Um, one thing that I love about, well, there's lots I love about Australia, and I'm really looking forward to celebrating Australia Day tomorrow, but is um, champion spirit. Australians have a champion spirit, and I'd like to see Leighton Hewitt showing that tonight, and it wouldn't surprise me, against one of the greatest ever. Um, it should be a great contest, and that spirit hopefully will shine out to help us celebrate Australia Day even more. You can hear that uh, coverage live on ABC Radio from 4.30 on Grandstand Digital. Do you think Roger Federer will do the righty then and sort of back off a bit because it's Australia <laughs> Day tomorrow? I would say there is no chance in the world <laughs> Roger Federer will do the righty, but certainly Leighton Hewitt will be doing everything possibly, he possibly can to give us an early Australia Day celebration. I hope he wins. I'm, I'm going for him. Now, what, Justin, what has got you involved with making a will? Are you feeling well, are you feeling edgy? No, it's quite a no, no. It's quite a morbid subject, actually. I've been talking. I'm, I'm in Sydney at the moment. I've been talking about it all day. But well, one thing that attracted me was the Salvation Army. I'm very fortunate to be involved with a number of um, outstanding charities in Western Australia, and we know the impact the Salvation Army has around Australia. Um, but then this campaign for um, encouraging people. Um, to make a will came up and they, they talked to me about it and I became more and more interested because as a father with four children, four beautiful girls um, and my circumstances having changed since I first made a will when I first started playing test cricket. So things changed a bit and I realised and listening to the stats and, and knowing about the stats you talked about before, um, I just know how important it is to have a will because we, we don't work so hard as Australians um, to get embroiled in controversy and, and leave our families in a worse off situation because we didn't take the time and take the responsibility to make a will while we're still alive. And it can be really messy, can't it? Well, as you said, I mean, there's, there's just under 6 million Australians who have said they know of someone or have experienced family conflict because a family member didn't leave a will. So it can get messy. And look, it's always such a sad situation is that someone passes away, as we all will eventually, and then you hear that the family's getting brought in this conflict. I mean, it's one thing losing a family member, but then over money or over assets. And for me, that's a really sad and alarming thing. So um, we can take some control of it and ensure that we have a will um, and we can, salvos are encouraging people to make that will um, as soon as possible. And you think you won't. Everybody always thinks they, they would never fight over anything under those circumstances. But I think, you know, I mean, I, I know people and you said that the figures are really high. The nicest people can just get themselves in the most awful situations if they if they don't have everything clear. No, that's right. Um and the problem, well, the issue is that it's quite a confronting thing. Uh, I know as a young person, I even feel it today. And you know, if we talk about 
um, making a will. We're actually talking about what happens when we die, and that's a, quite a sad and confronting thing to a lot of people. And I'm sure that's why the figures are so high, um, why Australians haven't made a will. A lot of Australians haven't made a will. So um, in my view, it's a, a responsibility we have to keep our families protected um, and keep them safe and secure when we pass on. And is it a hard thing to do? Do we need a lawyer or can you just go and get a will kit? Well, it's actually a lot, for most Australians, a lot, it's a lot simpler than, um, than we perhaps think. Uh, there's, I know at the moment there's a free call number, uh, 1-800-337-082. Um, and what you can do is ring that number and, and the salvos at the moment will send out a free booklet which explains everything. And look, I don't say it flippantly and I'm not blasé about it, but it's almost about ticking some boxes. And, and while it is a daunting thing in a sense and a confronting um, issue, um, it's a lot simpler than you think. And as I said, it's a small thing, but a really big thing when it comes to keeping your family protected and secure. Yeah, and a lot of people assume that whatever they leave will just go to their next of kin, but it, it doesn't always happen that way. No, it can get really ugly and it can get messy and there's a lot of grey areas. So, um, for you know, I've, always, I've talked about this a bit today, but I remember as a grow, growing up and my dad used to always work so hard and it was always the theme of that was, well, I'm working hard to look after my kids, whether it's with their education. And I've felt it the same as a parent. Um, so it'd be a sad situation when you do work hard and you sacrifice time with your family or you, you, you make the sacrifices that you do to keep your family secure. And then when you pass away, it actually becomes mucky and dirty and it's a grey area. So... Um, as I get it, it's a, it seems a small thing, but it's actually a really big thing to keeping your family secure. And also updating your will. You've, you might already have one, but you do need to cast your mind over it every now and again, don't you? Oh, no doubt. Well, again, that's what this free booklet will show, and, and I'm a, a living example of that. As I said, I made my first will through the recommendation of um, a lawyer friend of mine in Perth, and that was back in when I just started playing test cricket. So that's nearly 17 years ago. So I've had to look, go back over it. My circumstances have changed as they do. I've got four beautiful kids now and I've, you know, my assets have changed since I was a 23 year or 24 year old. So, um, I've had to go back over my will. It's, I know it's important. And having been involved with this campaign, I realize actually how important it is. So, um, yep. Updating your will is all part of the process as well. And I imagine standing in front of a few uh, show of Actar fastballs would remind you fairly quickly of your mortality. <laughs> That's what happened. My wife Sue kept. The more I was getting hit, the more I was getting hit in the helmet. I was kept getting a nudge from my wife saying, "Listen, darling, I know you're enjoying yourself out there, but maybe it's time that you got back down to the solicitors and started ticking some boxes and making sure we're all secure if anything bad happens." <laughs> yeah, good on you. Can always count That's on the right. wife to keep you on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I must admit, now that I've retired, it's one thing I'm not missing is is putting up and getting hit in the helmet or on the body by bully fast bowlers. So oh, gee, I'm fast. enjoying watching it or um, from the ABC commentary box or through the TV. So um, I feel a lot safer now but I'm touching massive wood here, of course. I have never seen anybody jump more quickly than an ABC cameraman who thought he'd line himself up behind the stumps when they were testing Shoah Bakhtar's um, throw. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had the second worst seat. From from an, yes. another metre or two metres in front with a cricket bat in your hand, it was not much more fun, I can promise you. I bet, I bet it wasn't. So are you still playing county cricket? Did you just retire as well from Somerset? 
No, I've just retired, and it's been a really nice transition. Obviously, having retired um, from Test cricket with Glenn and Shane Warne um, back in 2007 when Australia won the Ashes 5-0, it was a Cinderella finish for me and for, and for my two mates there. Then I've finished playing with Western Australia, which is a great finale or farewell as well. And now um, I've just retired from playing county cricket for Somerset. So I'm officially and happily and contentedly finally retired from playing the game. That's it. That's it. Backyard cricket with the kids, maybe. Uh, particularly tomorrow, um, obviously with Australia Day, backyard cricket synonymous for me with Buffalo Lawn and the Aga Panthers and the and the the Roses in summer. So. I'll have some zinc on my face, and even though I've got four daughters, I'm sure at some stage we'll be playing on um, backyard cricket and the Buffalo Lawn. That's what Australia's all about to me. Oh, absolutely. I've had a few lovely memories of that with my dad as well. He could never teach me to bowl, but um, <laughs> but we still had a good time. So are you still going to keep up any involvement with, with, um, with Somerset? Are you going to be doing any coaching or any training? No, well, I'm... I'm um, I'm going to be back in England. It'll be the first time in 20 years that we've been. Um, I haven't been going back to play cricket in England. So um, this year, Australia are touring um, England to play two tests against Pakistan on that on the neutral territory um, rules. Uh, so I'll be back in there for a short period. But as I said, I'm I'm really looking forward to our winter back home and watching the footy and just drinking hot chocolate and having some nights in my slippers because I haven't had a winter for 20 years. So as sad as that might sound, and as much as I'm loving this summer, I'm looking forward to having a winter off and continuing doing some work with the Australian Test Team and then having a look at all opportunities after that. See, that sounds like you're a big softie, but my father told me that when I said I was talking to you today, he said that you've got a black belt in everything and you're tough as old boots. Well, I love, I love, I love paradox, and in, I, it might sound sad. I love roses as much more than anyone that I know, and I got a great rose garden. I love my gardening, and I love cuddling my little girls. And I, I even know how to do plaits in my Gracie, my little four-year-old daughter's hair. Now it's becoming a daily routine since I've been home more. But yeah, I, I also love the martial arts, and but you've got to understand with four daughters. The reason I keep up my martial arts is because there's got to be some respect given to my daughters as they get older, and I'm really nervous about this You're um, nervous. situation I think the that's going to arrive on the doorstep to take them out are going to be more nervous than you. Yeah, well, that's a good thing, hopefully. At least they know that it's imperative they show my daughters some respect. So, um, and it's a <laughs> I, I'm not doing it to have some new sparring partners when I get a little bit older, but just to make sure my my kids are looked after I'm sure they will be well guns are illegal so I guess you've got to turn to something <laughs> that's right oh, don't worry I'll be a nice daddy don't worry uh-huh. <laughs> sounds like it now can I t- I know I know you uh, don't have a lot of time but can I ask you what you think about John Howard for president of the International Cricket Council have you got any inside guff do you know what I've got to say and I might become unpopular but I'm a huge fan of John Howard he used to come in and this is what I um, the then Prime Minister, my grandfather Alan, who's probably listening to this show, he came into the Sydney Cricket um, Change Rooms. He used to do it traditionally every New Year's Test match. He came for the last seven or eight years, I guess, of my career. And he came in one year, and John Howard came in as he traditionally did. And he was my grandfather was there, had a, a bottle of beer, and he was sitting with the Australian cricket team. And I introduced him to the Prime Minister, which he thought was just unbelievable. He was meeting the Prime Minister. When I retired, John Howard also came in. This is six or seven years later. 
and he walked up to me and he said congratulations and then he said to my my grandfather alan it's really nice to see you again now how does he do that so to me he remembered my grandfather's name after six or seven years um, that takes on legendary status to me it made my grandfather feel like the most important person in the world um, and i know how much john howard loved his cricket and he's a great supporter of it. So, president of the... What was it? President, president of, the, of the ICC. And he wouldn't... Uh, there were rumours floating around in the newspaper a couple of days ago. And look, I'm with you. Whatever his politics were and whatever anybody thinks about that, he obviously is, has a passion about about cricket. And you, you can't deny that. But he he wasn't saying... I don't think they've made the announcement yet. He seemed... Um, but I, I would think he'd be a given. Oh, he'd be a great president. Anyone who's as passionate as he is about the game, yeah, bring it on. And I... I look... I love whether whatever you're passionate about, whether it's roses or it's the music or whether it's about whatever it is. People with who are passionate about something, they've always got great energy and and great enthusiasm about them. And John Howard certainly had that or has that. So if he wants to become president of the ICC, he's definitely got my vote. And look, a listener has um, has texted in to um, ask whether whether Freddie Flintoff is or isn't coming back from retirement and you were widely reported as saying the idea was laughable but they can hardly believe that's true. Yeah, look, he, he, Freddie Flintoff is a lot like Shane Warne. They're bigger-than-life characters, great bloke, brilliant cricketers. But every year this will come up and it'll probably come up for the next 10 years for Freddie Flintoff. Oh, yeah, I might make a return. Then all of a sudden, I know how the media works in, in England, all of a sudden it'll become fact and then it'll grow like wildfire and then all of a sudden oh no I didn't actually say that I said it'd be nice to play cricket against Australia again but obviously if he plays with the um, injuries he's had and the pain he was in in the last Ashes series you know it might keep his name up there but I'd be staggered if he plays another Ashes series Thank you very much for your time today Justin, I've really enjoyed talking to you and I'll keep any um, any boys I know away from your daughters <laughs> Please do, thank you but it, they might the, for those young boys who want to court my daughters, if you bring some nice roses to them, you might get an easier run at them. As long as you give them to the father. As long as dad gets them, <laughs> that's right. As long as they're smiling and they don't drink and drive or take drugs, bring them on. Happy, I'm happy to have them in my house. Excellent. <laughs> Good <laughs> advice. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Julia. Pleasure. Justin Langer with um, good advice for Wills and good advice for um, potential daters.